We're cooking. What is up, Chandler Bradshaw? I'm excited to talk to you today. I think you know why. Yeah, I bet you are. <laughs> let's get into it so I can let's start get drinking. We got so much shit. I got a lot to roast. So let's let's cue the <laughs> intro. Let's go. Let's fucking go. There we go. Oh, we've been strong. We're just playing by the rules. You can't have a newcomer come in and steal a show. All right, Chandler, how are you feeling about uh, about life, man? How are you feeling? How are you feeling? Life is good. It's uh, it's a little brisk here in Canada now. Yeah, I feel you, man. I'm not looking forward to getting back to that, but uh, I'm still in the UK at the moment because I was here for the Jaguars games and for some work stuff. So, yeah, I'm excited to talk about it. Should we start there? I think there's a lot to talk about. Yeah, go for it. Okay, let's do it. So... You know what, honestly, before we get into there, for a little context for anyone who doesn't know, like Chandler, mine, and uh, producer Kurt's relationship. So he's a Bills fan, obviously, and Kurt and I are both Jags fans. And so after we won, there was definitely some, some banter back and forth. And Chandler, you, you were clearly pissed. And so I wrote on the sheet, I was like, what is too far when roasting people after you beat them in fantasy or their team loses? Like, in your opinion, I actually want to hear your thoughts. Where's the line? I'm definitely not the best to ask for this because, like, I don't like to do that. Like, I don't like to roast people because I know they already feel like shit. Um, and th throughout the game, um, it, it was funny because, like, Kurt and I were going back and forth a lot in the group chat and neither one of us was roasting nothing like it was just all civil and like when our own team would screw up we'd say something like it was just whatever and then you guys got the dub and this dude just turns to a different person he just absolutely starts snapping and like it's so like the most sore loser type shit or sore winner type shit and then we takes it to a bigger group chat and they were all saying that too. They're like, oh, you're a sore loser, blah, blah. And like, whatever. I can take some of the razzing, um, but I don't dish it the same way. And then I was retaliating, of course. Um, but I don't, I don't know if there's like a too far. I think you got to play that by, by the person you're roasting or what the situation is. I don't know if there's one true line. Uh, I think see, it just depends on situation. See, I think it's all fair game. First of all, for a bunch of reasons. First of all, like, yes, it's our team, but it's not personal. So how are you going to take it personally? Like, we yeah. have no connection to the outcome of this game. So for you to be offended by something that was said about another team, like, that doesn't even make sense to me. So I think it's all completely fair. And to be fair, like, I didn't say anything too outlandish until that call, which was so fucked up. Like, that that passenger, uh, sorry, that roughing the passer call was so outrageously horseshit, so much so, I'm surrounded by Bills fans, and they said that was bullshit. I'm literally in, in hostile enemy environment, and they said that was fucked up. Can you challenge that? And I said, I don't think that's a challengeable play. So, like, that was, and so, like, all this shit that you were talking about how good Josh Allen's throws were and all that shit, 
those throws don't even happen if that call doesn't take place. So yeah, I'm like, suck my balls to that call. And then you start talking some shit saying how like, oh, karma got you. Karma didn't get me if I'm being frank here. We still, I still won in fantasy. We won in Jacksonville. Things are good. I personally think it's completely fair game. Uh, I, and because it's all fun. Like if you're not going to roast, what's the point in like, like I, I don't see the point in being super civil. And I, of course, like Kurt goes, he's extreme in both directions. Like when we're losing, he thinks we're worse than we are. And when we're winning, he's higher up than we are. But I don't know. I, I, people roast me for, maybe this is a byproduct of being a Jaguars fan. But like I have very thick skin, especially when it comes to this shit. And I, I, it doesn't bother me at all. And so one side story that's connected to this kind of is, so Clay, him and I were going back and forth. Like I was mentioned the show before, he's a Pats fan. And he was roasting saying, I can't wait to talk to you when the Bills put 40 on you. And we have the same record because they beat New Orleans. And then the opposite happened. We beat you guys. And then he almost had 40 put up on him. So, and so here's the thing I will say. To, to your point, if you're going to dish shit, you have to be able to take it. This guy was throwing out a ton of chirps and he hasn't even replied to my message. It's like, bro, I, I know you've seen these. So it's like, I, I think you're right. Like you got to feel it out, but I'm, I think it's all fair. Yeah. I don't think any of it matters until you get into like the way you're treating whoever you're talking to. Right. Cause like, at the end of the day, like most of the time you're tripping these people, like it's going to be your friends or your family or something like that. Um, yeah. So why would you I, take like it personally? I, yeah. Cause I, cause I don't think it's directly about the team. I think sometimes it comes down to like the way, like if you, if you know someone you care about is already feeling shitty about a situation, your, your first instinct is to like rub salt in that wound. And again, like, I'm not that it's stressed sports, about bro. it. Like, I know, and I'm not saying this in my own defense. Like, I, I was fine. I could take the razzing. You know what I mean? But it's, yeah, I don't know. I think there comes, it, it depends on what you're saying and how you're saying it. Like, it's it's one thing to roast the team, but like. But that was all the, but that was, a, there was nothing said about anything besides football. Yeah, I think it's, well, of course, it's not going to ever be like, at a personal attack. So then how do you I think personally? I think a lot of it is in the way you're saying it and the way you're willing to treat your friends or your family or whoever you're talking to, right? I, I think you're digging into it a little too much. And like, again, obviously we see, don't see eye to eye on this, but I, I think that's completely fair game. And I've been, sh- we've been shit for so long. The amount of shit I've gotten from people over the years, like maybe it's just, you guys haven't been that shit enough or maybe people just like, Maybe people don't roast that, or, that you hang out with. Like I've gotten so much shit over the years, so I, I don't take any of it personally. I don't think it. I don't think it's a like a. There's any correlation for who you are as a person if you roast someone when they lose in fantasy or a, or the NFL. Like if you go to an away stadium after you lose, you get roasted. Like that's what you're signing up for if you go to an away game. So it's like that's kind of like a constant thing if you hang out with other football fans. Yeah, like I said, I don't think it's if you roast. I think it's how you do it. But again, like I was roasting back in the group chat. Like I, I'm not saying like I was sitting there fucking defenseless and you know wanting to off myself. But like, it just to answer your question, that's where I think it is because I'm. And, and again, like I didn't ever really like fit in with this anyway. Like I, I was the kid 
in football when everyone was taking the bus back home i would drive home with my parents because just generally speaking i did not enjoy hanging out with football players um so like that's uh, kind of like it's off that's off track a little bit but it's kind of the same thing like that's never been my like what i enjoy that kind of thing um and again like i can do a bit of razzing back and forth like our our buddy that likes the cowboys um i go back and forth with him with about dak a lot but i try to make sure i like make clear like i'm on the cowboys side this season i like the cowboys i think they have a very good team uh but dak is just trash like he sucks and i sent that before the game because they said the stat or i just figured out or whatever they had four touchdowns in the four previous games and they were three and one i'm like i don't know how you win three games out of four if your quarterback is throwing an average of one touchdown per game um i said that to him and he kind of like snapped at me like like i was being an asshole about it um because he gets like anxious and stuff before the games and i was like i wasn't even really well and i wasn't even really chirping i was just pointing out i didn't know that stat until right then and there so i messaged him about it um yeah and that's, but that's just it like that's just it like you at that point i pulled off right like normally i'd go back and forth with him about how shit dak is but i was yeah. like okay this isn't like time or place sort of thing and i think that's the difference like even like i i don't think i was as upset about this as you think i was i was just going like i was I going into it too because you just stop responding oh i definitely put my phone down eventually because like, yeah. you got to keep in mind, you guys weren't the only ones in my phone, right? So it's like, yeah, fuck, yeah. I don't want to hear this shit from everybody. Um, yeah, yeah, but, but again, like, okay, finish your point. Um, shoot, I don't even know if I remember it now. I, I was like, so I did the same thing. So you're referring to our friend Kula, who is a, a Cowboys fan, okay? And, like, th- like, he didn't reply to me kind of roasting him a bit. But, so, like, I picked up San Francisco's... So he's doing really well in fantasy right now. And I think he, like, he thinks very confidently he's going to win the league. And then, like, he's pretty new to football. So I was like, dude, it's a long season. Relax. And so, like, I've had some tough injuries. And my record's not good. So like, I think he was basically thinking, like, you're basically done. Like, you're irrelevant. And so this, this week has already changed the whole landscape of that. But in the process of talking fantasy, I picked up San Fran. And he's like, oh, that's a really bad call. And so I said, really? I'm guessing two to three sacks and two to three picks. And he said, no chance. They're going to get zero or negative points this week. San Fran's defense then got 16 points on four sacks three INTs and a forced fumble. And so I replied back to him saying like no chance of that with a screenshot of the statistics. And so I, I think that for one, I'm the football fan where if you're not for me and with me, you're against me. Like, I think that's kind of how fandom should work. In my opinion, it makes it way more fun to a degree. Obviously like we're not talking about like fights and shit Two, like, if you have stats and you have statistical proof to back up the chirp that you were making, if anyone's taking that offensively you're a fucking pussy in my opinion like that's crazy (laughs) like with 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 clay and and kula like that's pussy behavior in my opinion if you're gonna talk your shit and then i come back with receipts and you won't entertain that like that's that's crazy to me yeah uh, i agree um yeah my only point is just that i i guess you could you could be more empathetic and kind of read fuck yeah i I know know. but that's that's almost like gatekeeping it to people that are like more sensitive you're like you know you're not allowed to watch it 
No, dude, that's a personal thing. How are you going to allow that much of your well-being to be attached to something you have no control over? That's lunacy, bro. Like, that's crazy. Of course, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a lifelong Jags fan, but I understand I have no control over the game. Will I be a little sad if we win? Will I be happier if we, if we uh, sorry, if we lose? Would I be happier if we win? Absolutely. But to give that that much play over your well-being is craziness. No, see, that's where it that's where it differs for me. I don't really give a shit. Um, like at the end of the day, if the Bills lose even the whole season, like it doesn't change my life at all. It I shouldn't. think where where it changes for me and why this is different for our buddy Kula. Um, for me, I think like I see it way more as like the way these specific people are treating me. Um. And whereas he's like, he was upset that I was going after his team. And I was like, uh, again, like, I don't, I don't think I, think I was, both I was like going like along to it. Here, if I'm honest, maybe, I think this, maybe, but like, they're, they're trying behavior. to get more, they're trying to get more women and children into the NFL and stuff like that. And that's going to add a little more sensitivity. So to gatekeep the entire oh sport God. to only people that can take some shots is, is counterintuitive to the growth they're trying to, to build. Uh, okay, let's move on to the next subject because I don't, I don't think we see eye to eye on this whatsoever. But on the note of someone else calling someone out before we get into the games is, uh, I know you don't like Aaron Rodgers. I, I like Aaron Rodgers. And so he, uh, he made a, a comment about Kelsey calling him Mr. Pfizer. And like that was, I felt like a little unnecessary because so they don't have to get too far into politics or whatever. But Kelsey is openly for the jab and Rodgers is very much openly not for it and I, I don't really have an opinion either way i don't think any of us really know enough to like have a strong opinion or conviction in that opinion so but they're both like on that hill because when kelsey got it he basically announced publicly that he got it and that everyone should get it but i, I honestly i was i was did you see did you see kelsey's response to that no i didn't hear he about the storyline to be honest oh you didn't okay so uh every single week Aaron Rodgers goes on the Pat McAfee show because they're friends. Because he's pretty, he's pretty limited in the, the media that he'll speak to. And uh, the Pat McAfee show is one of those outlets that he'll actually talk to. And on there, he was going on and on about how, like, how great his rehab is. And um, how like, otherworldly his recovery time is. And I think that as someone who's dealt with injuries, you kind of need to think like that. How accurate it is, I don't know. I've watched some medical creators that basically said like this is pretty normal <laughs> but uh but for him like, if that helps him recover great but in in it he, he was talking about because he was seen at the chiefs game walking on crutches right which, which kind of led the whole conversation and then he was roasting the chiefs for like the calls and then he called like it was kind of a, a stray bullet if i'm being honest like i like rogers but i don't think this was necessary and then he's like we held we held mr pfizer in check and i was like okay like Okay, I, I see. So much like to the previous point, if there's like that's kind of personal, right? Like I think that's maybe more where like that's kind of messed up. But then when when Kelsey was approached with it, he just he laughed it off super well. He's like, yeah, I'm like he stood on his ground a little bit. He didn't fight on the guy. He's like, oh, I kind of like the nickname. Like he handled it absurdly well. I actually liked Kelsey more after that just because of how he responded. Yeah, I was gonna say that. To me, that that creates a little more respect for Kelsey. Um, it's that's exactly the reason I don't like Rogers. He's just guy. I don't know. Guy talks too much. Like he's a good football player. He's going to go down. He's going to be in the 
Hall of Fame one day. But oh man, he's just a douchebag. (laughs) Like I don't know how else to say it. No, I get. Well, I think a lot of people with any strong opinions are are viewed as as a douchebag typically. But yeah, like that's I will I will absolutely concede and say that that was kind of a a really unnecessary. Uh, And then Kelsey handled it really well. So I just thought that was interesting. Uh, But on on the game of uh, on that that game where he was talking about those calls were pretty trash. We made a video about that. And then some guy, because I actually I included this in here to like roast this guy a little bit. But this guy commented on our last video, basically calling us idiots because our show was small. So he came into it saying our take was bad, and a big reason why it was bad was because our small audience size. So therein lies bias. And then his point was that bias doesn't exist. And I was like, dude, you're so fucking stupid. Like you literally just contradicted yourself in your comments. Like, so I think, yeah, that. That, that's that's a story for another day. But then also, we also got to include our little chirp for the Raiders back. Well, who wait. played last night? Did he win? Was he playing? I, yeah, the Raiders won. No, but was it was it Garoppolo or was it Buddy? I I, I was in the UK, so I was asleep. Garoppolo was in. Um, okay, so it wasn't mate. Yeah, I, I don't know if he played the whole game. I stopped watching. Yeah, we have a hater of the show. We've talked about it a few times here. And he is a massive Raiders fan, and he loves their backup with a, a passion. And so he played in the previous game they lost, so I just had a, a little note that we forgot to roast in the last episode. So here's your roast. Clearly, your backup's not as great as you think you are. But let's move on to other things we got on the sheet here. And then I want to come back to the London game, just to talk about the so, experience, and then you – go ahead. Yeah, just to confirm, Garoppolo did play every snap. Okay. So either way, um, and I guess like we could get to this one later too. But those like the Chiefs' handholding from last week only got worse. In it was, the Vikings game, yeah. I don't know if you watched that one, but holy shit, they're feeding them these wins. I'm pretty much all but convinced it's scripted. Scripted it, to yeah, some extent. Let's finish off with that because there's a lot of things that I, I want to get to first. I think we'll probably talk about that for a while. So let's – one thing I actually wanted to note that was from the Thursday game. So I'll mention this now just because it's as early as possible. First of all, the Bears got a dub, and they actually looked quite good. But watching – the most excited thing that I was to see in that game was Howell. Like he, he is like what we wished Johnny Menzel would be. Because like, he's got a cannon of an arm. He's fairly elusive. He's like Johnny Manziel was never a speed guy. He was just very elusive and, and could take hits and stuff. And Sam Howell was doing that stuff in the NFL. Some of his plays that he was making were actually so dope. So I'm a big Sam Howell fan here. I think they got a steal for him. I think he was in the sixth round or something. So I think Washington, I think you got a guy there. And then for the Bears, they got their first win of the season. So congrats to you there. We've talked about this before. Do you think that they should trade Fields if they can get anything for him right now? Um, so before I answer that, I think it's absolutely wild that you're hyping up this guy who just lost to the Bears. Like, I, He's not I'm the whole sure he was making some great plays, but like he just lost to the worst team in football. So uh, just for the context here, Peyton Manning lost almost every game he played in his first season. So it's not a direct indication of your ability if your team loses. Fair enough. So it's um, like Peyton Manning, rookie stats. Let me look this up for you. Yeah, then so I'm saying, then to answer your question, 
I guess you see what if he can carry on this momentum for the rest of the season, like Fields. But I mm. think a majority of people are going to be off this hype train for now. And if they don't continue this, um, can I try to trade him? I guess. Like, good luck. I think Atlanta would give him something. Like we talked about this last episode. I think Atlanta would be a great spot for him there because I think he's substantially better than Ritter. Like Ritter had a decent week this week, but I think he's way better than him athletically and arm talent wise. But they're in a, like the Bears. If you, as long as your GM doesn't screw this up, you could theoretically have the first and second overall picks like that because they have Carolina's pick too, and Carolina's the only winless right. team in the league. So that could be crazy and honestly it's a better qb draft class than it was last year like there's a pretty wide margin in talent here so i I think if you have both those picks and you've been that bad two years in a row you can't keep fields like that you can't do that there's no way i agree you you're you're guaranteeing as a gm you getting fired if you don't win the next season because you would have put another basically two like first overall picks on this roster and your guy still can't win you'd be absolutely, you'd look so silly. Whereas if you're a GM and you draft a new guy, at least you're buying yourself some time. Yeah. No, that's a very good point. Um, but they got the first win yeah, since I, October 24th, 2022. I can't imagine how upset a lot of like Bears fans would be if that was the decision they made. If they didn't draft a quarterback in one of those two picks um, and decided to ride with fans. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're going to hate you for that. That'd be too much pressure on the on Justin Fields. Like, I don't think that he he's solely to blame, and I think in a better environment, like most QBs, he could make it work, but the Bears are quite dysfunctional, and yeah, I think, I think you got to trade the guy. I think you got to give him a chance, give yourself a chance, and if you can get like a second-round pick for him, I think that's a pretty big win with where you currently are. And But they had a great week. So it was T- DJ Moore had three TDs, right? Or was it four? How many did he get? Three? Yeah, I think it was three. And he had like 50 fantasy points. He basically won a guy in our league's, like the game. Like once you've got a, a player with 50 plus points, it's over. It's done. Game over. Yeah. So that's, that's the Thursday night game. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah. And then we'll move on to the, the London game. I actually want to talk to you about logistics from that game and all that stuff. But to speak a little bit more about the fan experience from the London game. Holy shit, Chandler. You guys traveled so well. It was crazy dude I, I would honestly say that in that stadium it was like 85 percent bills fans like 10 percent random teams and then like five percent maybe like maybe flip those maybe 10 percent jags and then five percent random but you guys dominated in terms of fan attendance it was man the mafia is pretty good at that dude it's nuts and you guys, i will say this i actually really like bills fans you guys were all very like nice and even when I was, I was in the train or what they call the tube here, I'm in this place and there's like hundreds of Bills fans and then three Jags fans in the whole tube. And I, I was just talking with you guys. But even I felt really good coming into this game because even your own team was like, I think you guys might win this. And I was like, that's shocking coming from these diehard fans. But you guys had a lot of injuries, I will say. Like you guys coming into it, well, we lost White last week, which was huge. And then I didn't know until the day of that Rousseau wasn't playing either. Yeah, our dude, our our defense is in shambles now. I, I I'm not very hopeful in the season right now, and it's it's not from a skill perspective. Like I think they're still a very good team, but our defense yeah. is like a shell of what it was. 
losing Milano is absolutely devastating, man. That's our potentially are the best player on our team. Yeah, uh, yeah, him or Josh Allen, I'd say for sure. And what's his? Did we get an update? Well, for one, the bone is fractured, so that's going to be a a process anyway. But they're also running MRIs on his knee, right? Um, yeah. See, I didn't catch because I was there live, and so they didn't. Sh- you don't show replays of injuries live typically, so I didn't see. Did it look bad? I didn't see it either. This is the weirdest okay. thing. Like I was, so I was watching on our streaming service here, um, yeah. and you, somebody said it in the group chat, and I like what I was watching, there was somebody else down on the field and I was like, yeah. okay, maybe I'm behind and like, I haven't seen that yet. And then that passed and nothing else happened. So I must have missed it and was still like waiting for it to come up. Uh, mm-hmm. But I never actually saw it either. And I'm not good with gore. Like, I'll be honest. I was like really struggling to watch that chub injury when we were trying to talk about yeah. it on the show. Um, I like, I was kind of like looking through my fingers and shit. Um, so I didn't go back and watch this one. Cause especially broken legs is, I can't do that, but um, I don't That's know. So it, sad, it looked man. bad. Like he was, he was off immediately, and like you know, carted off in a brace. Like, see, even as a opposing in, team's fan, I never wish for injuries. I like, I don't, I don't want to win like of that course. ever, and I don't want the guy to. Because he was exciting to watch, man. I fell in love with him that first game that I watched this season when he he was absolutely cooking. So no, I, that sucks so bad, man. And he's almost thirty two, which is not ideal. Like I didn't know he was that much older than us. He's a 94. So he's like, he, yeah, he's pretty, That's he's, wild. He, I definitely I, thought he was younger too. Yeah. I thought he was like our age or maybe even younger than us, but uh, damn, man, he'll come back and, and I'm sure he'll be great. Like a fracture's not, you, if it's just a fracture, he can absolutely be the same guy. Like you and I have, have fractured or broken shit multiple times and it's not that impactful. Like the soft tissue stuff is far bigger of an issue because bone heals quite well. Whereas soft tissue, it's not, it's very slow because there's not as much blood flow, but uh, yeah, man, that, that's, I'm sorry to hear that. And so who, who else is, was gone? Cause you guys, you guys were dropping pretty quick. Like, so you, you lost him. Yeah. Um, oh, who's the other guy we lost? Von Miller played though. Did he not? If you want to call it on that. A, on a very li- like limited snap count though. Right. He was just no impact. Like for the amount we're paying that guy. And he's there fresh was... off his second ACL. Come on. You I know. And and the Bills the defense was on the field for 98% of that game anyway. So, yeah. like, they're exhausted. But we were down by one touchdown at this point, and you guys are in our red zone. And um, AJ Epinesa and Vaughn Miller were on the sidelines, like, getting oxygen. It was like, okay, like, yeah. we're in the red zone. We absolutely need to stop here. And the two best defensive players of that game – like I would not say yeah. AJ Epinesa is one of our best players, but he made a showing. Um, yeah, he, those he, two he, guys he, are on the sidelines because they're tired. Like, okay, well, then we can't be paying a forty-year-old man to play edge rusher if he can't stay on the field. Give him a bit of time, man. Like that. If he didn't have the injury, I would completely echo what you're saying here. But an ACL surgery is a, a big thing to come back from, especially at his age. So you got to give him a few weeks. I, I totally get what you're saying as a, as a frustrated fan, but that's a, from a human body perspective. His injury wasn't that long ago, and especially at his age. So I think come that I agree week, with the the argument I have is the price tag for what we paid for him. He spent most of the time on the bench, but you signed him before these injuries. So like the the the, the dollar figure is not 
really related to that. No, there's that. That's all retrospect, of course. But like, it's just frustrating to know that we've lost that much salary cap for yeah, a bench warmer. Yeah. yeah, no, but you guys also have have a uh, Lloyd, who's a good pass rusher that I really wanted the Jags to pick up and stuff. So I think you guys will be okay. You've had some real tough injuries, and that sucks ass. But also, yeah. like, I was shocked by how good our defense played against you. You, you did nothing on the ground. Oh, I know. That was pitiful. Uh, so just to go back really quick, the other guy we lost was Daquan Jones. And okay, it's it's fairly big or whatever, but we're also crumbling at the corner position. Like, we brought in Kyer Elam for this one, who was our rookie last year. Dude, yeah. he does not look good. Like, losing losing Trey White. Um, and then at one point, Taron Johnson got hurt, and he's, like, yeah. kind of our backup. And I was like, this is... Man, we can't. Uh, injuries be... suck, man. They decide so much of football. It's a shame. I guess it is football, but it, it dictates so much. I, I I hated to see that. Even though obviously I wanted to win the game, I I hated to see you guys get hurt like that. And I I hate to read this to you, Chandler, but this the latest update is Daquan Jones and Matt Milano out indefinitely with injuries requiring surgery. So that's yeah. I've already expected Milano to be out for the season, like that. Yeah. Immediately when I heard what it was, I was like, okay, that's that's it for him this year. Um, the right. So one of the things I didn't use as an excuse for this game, because mm-hmm. it, it doesn't really make a lot of sense, but I would love to hear the Jags' perspective on the quality of that field. Because a lot of the Bills were complaining that they were basically playing on concrete. Um, okay. And from what I did see, it like, and what other people are saying, it looks like um milano's like cleats got like caught up in it basically like he couldn't like his leg got rolled up on and instead of you know being able to adjust for it or whatever his cleats are kind of like like caught up in the turf um Mm -hmm. but you can't use that as an excuse as like why we lost the game because the jags are playing on the same turf right yeah um that's why i would like to hear their perspective and see if they're you know if they're also unhappy with the quality that they're forced to play on because the the really annoying part is Tottenham is a grass field but they don't want the NFL players cleats and stuff to tear up their field so they bring in this shitty low quality turf and slap it over a slab of concrete have you seen the video of them doing it it's pretty cool no yeah so I bet it, it would comes be up the time underneath. lapse or something yeah it comes up from oh, underneath and yeah yeah that's cool it is cool. Yeah, but obviously it, the quality matters and turf is so trash. We talked about this and we're going to keep talking about it because even another example with uh, one of the NFL's golden boys, I was really worried about Kelsey's ankle. I thought that was could have been his Achilles popping because the angle that his foot went was so awkward. It almost looked like something gave out and that was on a turf field too. And so I saw this, this piece of content right before we started was that it, it only took one play for the Swifties to start hating turf. And they were like calling for grass fields and stuff. So that's, yeah, I think it's a serious issue. And I think for a league that always harps on player safety, purely for optics, it's kind of, I don't yeah. see how you could possibly not make this priority number one. Because we see it all the time. Guys are just too big, too strong, too fast. Our muscles are getting bigger, but our tendons aren't changing. Like, so it's like the, these things just pop too much. And it's so largely due because the transfer of forces, like concrete's got nothing, no give to it. This season seems worse than some others. I agree. 
like for the injuries this year have been crazy and we're still losing guys and like top name guys, which again is going to look bad for the NFL because you're losing your money makers, right? These guys are, yeah. are who people want to come see. Like who the fuck is going to watch the Vikings now without Justin Jefferson? Like, I don't care. I don't want to watch Kirk Cousins throw to nobody. Um, Bro, but- I'm seeing this live right now. Sorry to cut you off, man, but this is breaking news from Adam Schefter. Uh, Devon, I, I've never pronounced his name. Is it, is it a chain or a cane? The running back for the... I, I think it's a cane. Okay. He's out for multiple weeks with a knee injury. This is fucked, man. That's the Dolphins running back? Yeah. Oh, maybe that trade in our league doesn't look too bad. Then most of it's going to make a resurgence. Yeah, it will. I'm sure he will. Well, he's going to have to, right? But damn, that's... Yeah. It, it, every time I go on Instagram, I'm deadly concerned about who's going to drop. And... It, it's, there's it's, no it's, way it's crazy the nflpa doesn't like do something about this like they've got to step up and be like there needs to be a certain standard of quality for our playing field um because it's they're they're already risking life and limb playing football and yes, now just you're just making it harder game. by yeah they, they just want to play and you're slapping it on like they're making them play on the worst surfaces you could possibly imagine it, in one, I, th- I think the injury did occur on a grass field. So, like, obviously, some injuries are unavoidable, but they've done studies, and the stats are staggering in terms of how different it is in terms of how often they happen on turf. Because it's, it's not a natural thing. So I think it, I'm looking at the stuff. Yeah, it looks like it was done on a grass field. But still, they should all be grass, and they should all be really well-maintained grass. I think, yeah, you're right. they got to have some sort of minimum standard of quality because even at the biggest moments like when um Odell Beckham had his knee injury in Super Bowl like everyone was saying that that field was trash how do you have a trash surface for the Super Bowl like that is yeah. absolutely madness to me and these guys are it, it's not just their their playing career it's their lives so yeah I think that the next bargaining agreement they've got to make that a necessity where like you got to figure it out I guess can you do grass in a dome though yeah, I'm sure you can. You just lay it down the same way, right? Like you don't have to grow the grass right there. You could just bring it in like sod in a like in a roll. Yeah, but I mean, keeping it alive and stuff. Wouldn't you have to figure out a way to get it sunlight? Maybe I have no idea. I'm not. Well, they could. I'm not very good at botany. Figure it out. Yeah, exactly. Called? Botany is like plants and yeah, okay. how to grow plants. Cool. I think it's like indoor well, gardening. <laughs> fair enough. Well, on the note of the Dolphins, they they beat the Giants, which was, I don't think, a shock to anyone. Because the Giants, I think they might be the worst team in the league now, man. Like Because for them, it, doesn't, like, it seems like they have no threats. Whereas at least the Bears, Fields could have a huge game with his legs, or they've got DJ Moore. Like, there's some bit of fear there. But with, with these guys, there's nothing that scares me. I've been saying that. I think the Giants are the worst team in the NFL. They might be, man. It's and I think Daniel Jones is trash, man. And the fact that they gave him the deal, like the Jags had a very similar situation where we had a lower tier quarterback, but he wasn't so hard that we couldn't win games, so we gave him some money. And it didn't do well for us with like Bortles. And I think this is an even worse decision with Daniel Jones. I think it's one of the worst contracts in NFL history. Let me see what he's yeah. making. Because it's some- I definitely agree. These I can't believe some the- of these guys are paid what they're paid anyway. 
How is that? At least Burrow's getting... finally stepping up. Four year once, yeah, but at least Burrow has the excuse of the injury, and he played great this past week. But Daniel Jones, four years, one hundred and sixty mil. It's very similar, to actually, to the Blake Bortles situation because they do have an out after the second year. So, but still, that means they're stuck with him for again next year, unless they want to soak an absurd amount of dead money and cap. So, yeah, you guys are going to have him for a while. That's absolutely tragic. I think you guys are shit. And then also they they traded for Waller. And I got to look up Darren Waller's stats. It's almost like he's not even out there, man. It's crazy. And he's making big money too. So back on that, the Dolphins game too. I know this is so, but I'm going back to the Dolphins. Um, I saw his meme that I absolutely love. The scene in the, I'm going to say first Star Wars movie, just to piss everybody off. They're not going to know which one I'm talking about. Um, Until I say this. Darth Maul busts open his lightsaber just on one mm-hmm. side, right? And then he waits a second and then busts out the second one for a dramatic effect. And the yeah. first bar, like the first blade says like um, first in passing yards. And it's like Darth Maul has like the coach of the, the dolphin's face, right? And it says like okay. first in passing yards. And he busts out the other one and it says first in rushing yards. Like the mm. Dolphins are absolutely dominant, and like that meme killed me. But I'm big in Star Wars too. Um, yeah. But how? Like you've got one team that's number one in both of those stats. That's insane. It almost feels mental. like the opposing teams won't have any uh, ball possession. It, it even more impressive that you guys beat them the way, especially the way that you did. So that's obviously depleted roster now, but that's still mad impressive. And the uh, Darren Waller stats. He, through five games, he's got 23 receptions for only 239, and 86 of that came from last week, and zero touchdowns. So for a guy who's getting paid, I think he might be the highest paid tight end in the league, and they're just not finding a way to use him. Yeah, three-year, 51 mil. He's, he's got to be up there. He's in the top five for sure. But yeah, they, they look absolutely horrendous. The Giants look super bad. Uh, like the movie, and the, the the Dolphins look pretty damn sweet. I don't think that's shocking to anyone, but and I think I think they'll be fine with that injury. To, to obviously, like losing their top back is is not ideal. But you, like you said, they got Mostert, so I'm sure he'll just slide right in, and, and they'll be fine. But yeah, it's a t- tough time to be a Giants fan. The and who else? It's a tough time to be a fan of is the Patriots. And we talked about this last week, but our Statement saying that maybe you got to fire Bill Belichick is looking pretty accurate. I think their uh, their subreddit is agreeing with us too. I don't think anyone Actually, wants to see Belichick there anymore. Yeah, shit, man, that's that's big for them. For you to lose Chiefs fans, I'm sorry, for you to lose Patriots fans, that that takes a lot because these people are riders, man. So like they hop on the bandwagon, they've been on there for a while. So that's. Yeah, that's crazy. Mac Jones is absolutely horrendous. And that's yeah, the whole line doesn't help. Us. No. And their receiving core is trash, too. Like, they're, mm-hmm. they, they're, I think their top receiver is Devontae Parker, who got shipped out of Miami because he wasn't explosive enough. And then I think they're, isn't their number two freaking um, TikTok? Yeah, Juju. That's a tough look. But I, again, I'm, I'm all here for it. I think that it's about damn time. I, I truthfully love this. And I, I loved replying back to our friend's stuff, who's a uh, Pats fan, and 
it's still crickets on the the clay front so I, i'll keep you guys updated if i hear back from them but uh yeah it's uh, it's time you gotta blow it up i think also did you uh a uh, big big cat from pardon my take had these stats and it was something crazy like uh mac jones already has as many pick sixes in his in his uh career that tom brady did as a patriot which is absolutely madness and then oh, that is horrible. All of, yeah, and then all of uh, the Patriots' six biggest losses with uh, Belichick as a head coach have all come since 2020. So since since uh, they lost Brady, so that's yeah. it's making Brady look hella good because there was a long conversation for a while about how it was Brady who needed Belichick and not the other way around, and that's not aged well. <laughs> I mean, that's obviously not the case. No. I think if you're going to decide to keep Mac Jones playing, you've now got to teach him how to tackle. Because it's <laughs> one thing to throw interceptions, but you're letting them all get back for six? Yeah, you got to put him in some tackling drills. Yeah, I think at this point, he's done enough to prove to me he's not the guy. I'd put in Zappy and just see what we can get from him. Because he looked okay last year. I think that... Actually, is he he's still there, right? Who's their backup? I remember, because or did he get cut? No, he's still on the Patriots. It looks like, yeah, okay. So I, I would, I would put him in, man, and, and just see what we can do. But you guys look absolute trash, and I am all here for it. So congratulations, Steelers upset the Ravens. That's a game that surprised me a lot. The Ravens looked like they were going to absolutely do it, and then they started to suck it. They dropped balls all over the place, and the Steelers came out with a dub. This is one of those seasons, man, where, like, I feel like I can't predict anything. Like, I'm almost just not betting on games anymore because every single week there's a game that should have been an easy win that's somehow... And, like, that's usually a big storyline in a season when there's, like, a massive upset, but it's every fucking week now. At least one, man. At least. So, yeah, it's it's it's... It's, it's, yeah, it's been hard to bet. Like I've had some parlays that have been close, and I've missed out on like one or two games, and I'm just mm. like, oh, it's so frustrating. But the Steelers, I, I don't think they're that good of a team. Granted, the Ravens are—they do much like you guys have a fair amount of injuries, and they should have won that game. I saw the stat where it was win probability, and it was so high in the Ravens' favor for 99% of the game, and then the last little bit, the Steelers came back and, and obviously won it. So, kudos to. The Steelers, they're, they're another team that always just finds a way to be okay, and even when they shouldn't be. So, hey. Yeah, but like I think they're cursed with mediocrity. Maybe, if as of late they have been. I think that comes down to once, once Big Ben was clearly not the same guy anymore, they've not been the same team. And I don't, are you a big picket guy? What, what are your thoughts on Kenny? No, not at all. He, he's another Mac Jones. Use him for a couple more years, I guess. Mac Jones. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think the Pittsburgh connection played a big, big role in that draft pick. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. I have a buddy who's a big Steelers fan, and he he likes them a decent amount. So, but I don't think he's that great. Uh, the Lions beat the Panthers, obviously easily, and should be expected. Memory had a big game again, but I don't think like it's actually crazy how little Gibbs is getting the ball. For a a pick drafted that high, it's wild to me that Montgomery, who was just a free agent, 
is the focal point of that offense. Yeah, I just think they're they're probably seeing something in practice, but at the same time, when Montgomery's producing like this, if they're not seeing something in practice that's saying like Gibbs is you know way more explosive or something like that, then let Montgomery keep cooking, man, because he's he's absolutely Wait. carrying this team. Did he not even play? Because he's got no stats. Oh, I wonder if now there's some uh, contention in the locker room. Oh, I think he got hurt. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't play. So that makes sense when oh, he got okay. no, no rushes. So disregard <laughs> the point of, of not using him. I just I saw the stat line of... of uh, of him of Montgomery having so many yards, but I guess that that obviously makes complete sense. So disregard that point, but still, it's been crazy to see how high he was drafted and how much hype he had coming in, and for him just not to be included at all. Crazy. The, the Lions though are four and one against the Panthers. They they sh- obviously they, they should have won that game, and they did. The Panthers are zero and five. Man, like it's a tough look. I worry about what this will do to Bryce Young's confidence because they just don't look very good. His numbers weren't horrendous, minus the two picks, but. Yeah, they, you know they do I not just, look like a good team. What hmm? I've just thought about is there are more teams in contention for the worst team in the league than there are the opposite. Yeah. Like right now, it really accurate. just seems like San Francisco and maybe Philadelphia. I think they're alone maybe. top. Yeah, right? And then the bottom, we're debating like the Patriots, the Giants, the Cardinals, the uh, Panthers. I don't even think the Cardinals are in that discussion anymore. They look a, a tiny bit better than those other three to me. Mm-hmm. They look competent. Yeah, and you could maybe include the Chiefs in there, but they've looked pretty pedestrian mm-hmm. the last few by weeks. Chiefs so, the whole season. Yeah, by Chiefs standards, they've not looked very good. Of course, the record would indicate them being dominant, but they've not. And like, and you're saying, let's talk about that game right now, actually. So what were the big calls that were either missed or given? So this, it was so typical of the way that there, this wasn't consistent throughout the whole game. They waited till the very yeah. end where something could have happened, right? So mm-hmm. the Chiefs are up 27 to 20. Vikings have the ball. Um, long ball into the end zone and a, very obvious pass interference like the the defensive back for kansas city is just straight up holding the receiver um Mm -hmm. no call and then for some reason the chiefs oh no because one ref threw the flag they saw the pass interference and he threw the flag um and the other one i guess came in had a discussion and said no there's no pass interference on the play so that's pretty horseshit the guy closest to the play throws the flag and you someone else come in tell you like no it's not pass interference um and then when the flag was thrown the chiefs guy takes off his helmet on the field and goes over to argue with the ref which again is a penalty Mm. and a penalty that was called this week like some other team got a penalty for that and they didn't call that one either so the chiefs get the ball back and seal out the game or whatever Right at the end of the game, the Vikings should have had the ball on the one-yard line, and instead they had to punt it. Yeah, it seems like it happens too frequently for it to be a coincidence, in my opinion. Obviously, 
people who disagree with us, like in the comment section of the last video, they say conspiracy theories or or super biased. But I don't know how you look at these things objectively and not see a pattern. Like, it's kind of crazy. The, the only people Vikings. The only people disagreeing with us are Chiefs fans. Fair or or Patriots fans because they've gotten it for a long time as well. But the Viking season's basically screwed. Like that was a must-win game for them, and for them to not get those calls, that makes it tough to win. They're now one and four, and they lost Jefferson for he's on IR, so yeah. that's absolutely tragic. Their season is absolutely done, in my opinion, and the Chiefs squeak by again. I, I love to see that Kelsey was cooking up though, because he I was so worried that he was gone for like the year after seeing that because he's he was my first round pick, and so in fantasy. So to see him bounce back in a big way and he basically saved my, my week this week, that was huge to see. I'm glad he's not hurt. And it seems like he might be getting back to his, his form, which I obviously love to see. And then another quarterback that's been... This is also the first talking, week that... Patri- Sorry, my bad. Go ahead. Yeah, if you want to talk about the... Who do you want to talk about? Yeah, just... Chiefs? This was... Oh, I guess this isn't... Uh, Pacheco is, was okay this week. Um I didn't realize he produced so well against the Jets. Um, yeah, he had a, he had a pretty yeah, good week okay. that week. And people were pissed that he scored a touchdown and they showed Taylor Swift instead of Pacheco when he was doing his thing. So he, he's a pretty de- decent back. He runs very, very hard. He's probably one of my well, favorite players on the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm really high on Pacheco. And why, earlier in the, the this fantasy season, I was like, shit, maybe you know I lean too heavily into him. But the past three games, he's been doing better. So yeah. hopeful for that one. I think he's a solid player. He's a solid player. Then... CJ Stroud on the Texans, while they lost, they it was a super close game, and he stays balling. He set the NFL record for pass attempts without an INT, uh, I think as, as a rookie. And, and the Falcons somehow pulled out a dub. Uh, B. John didn't have any crazy, crazy numbers, but he did score a pre, or he had a, I think it was a touchdown on that play where they had an, another one where it just looked so sick. He made like a one-handed catch. And uh, made it look so smooth. Oh, he is, yeah, like behind the back. He's such a fluid athlete, dude. It's absolutely crazy. I think I, I really actually like Atlanta's team. If you give me a different QB on that roster, that's why I'm saying that I think that'd be a dream destination for Justin Fields. I think he's a pretty substantial upgrade above uh, Ritter. So I would love to see that. Probably not going to happen. But if I'm the GM, I'm trying to make that trade, sending over a second or a third, trying to make that happen. Because I think their team is decent enough that you throw a mediocre QB on that team and they could win eight, nine games. They still might even with Ritter. So that's saying a lot. But that's what I would do. That's what I would do. I would love to see that trade happen like during this season. Yeah, I agree. Like, do if it you're now. The, yeah, if you're the Bears... Like we're talking about, yeah, I guess it'd probably come down to like next week. I'd maybe give it one more week. If field snaps again, then make the decision from there. But I still think it makes sense to trade him at this point because of, of, of the situation that they have with their team, the draft picks, and on the Bears too. They shipped out Claypool. We haven't talked about that yet for, I think it was a sixth round pick, and they got a seventh round back too. So it's like, uh, sorry, they gave up a seventh too. So they gave up seventh and a Claypool and Claypool for a sixth rounder. Like that's absolutely crazy. They literally gave the guy away. It's a the slap in the face he deserved. Yeah. The guy's just a locker room cancer. Seems like it. It seems like he's very ego driven at the current moment, needs some maturation to take place, and maybe this is the humbling experience that will bring it to him. 
because it just looks bad. He's such a freak athlete too. It's so sad to to see. But the memes that came out after this guy got traded were absolutely hilarious. He, the internet is so savage. But it was like Bear uh, Chase Claypool Bears tribute and all of his like fuck ups and like this intense music. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, just a ton of, and then also a clip of him saying that he was a top three receiver from a podcast. I think it was a year or two ago. And I was like, shit, that did not age well. But he's still a young guy. He's 25 years old. But in, in Miami Dolphins offense, what are you, like the fourth or fifth option? Maybe yeah, even six? He's not making us Canadians look very good right now. No. Um, and that's from the hard a character part perspective. Yeah. And yeah, he's kind of anti that. If I'm honest, like, I think he'll spend a couple seasons in Miami basically riding the bench or getting, like, a few receptions each game, and then he'll just fall into obscurity. You're probably not wrong. I wonder if he comes back, if he comes to the CFL, if if uh, necessary. That'd be crazy. That'd be a huge fall from grace, but we'll see. Definitely been a tough go. He looks so good in his rookie season, and it's just been been tough since the first two years but is what it is the colts beat the titans in afc south matchup that i i kind of like to see because i i think the colts although they lost they, they, they their quarterback got hurt i think that I, I think they're the worst team if i'm being honest like, i'm more afraid of the titans than i am of the colts especially without anthony richardson so for him to go down and the colts still to, to win i like that from a, a jaguars perspective and I think the Titans are irrelevant too, but uh, pretty crazy game. Zach Moss had a, a big game, 195 total yards and two scores. And then obviously Jonathan Taylor, he played in that game, I believe. And yeah, he didn't do too much, but he's been, he's coming back. So I'm sure he'll yeah. get back to his speed. And he also, he got, he got some money. He got paid. Well, our, so our sheet here says, um, let's say, is uh Colt is Zach Moss making the Colts rethink paying Taylor? As a Bills fan that watched Zach Moss for numerous years, absolutely not. Like that's a one-off. That is not a consistent uh, production for him. Like mm. you got like that. It was awesome for him to step up in a game that you guys needed to win. Um, but. No, Jonathan Taylor is going to come back. He's going to be Jonathan Taylor, and Moss is going to go back to being like a third down guy, a goal line guy. Like this isn't Zach Moss, unfortunately. I I wish it was when he was still playing in Buffalo, but it's not. Um, and as irrelevant as the Titans are, uh, Hopkins got me twenty two fantasy points. That's big. That's yeah. big. I'm assuming. Oh, and it's on no TDs too. He had eight receptions for one forty. That's like bully behavior. But the Colts secondary is not that great. So that's not that shocking, but I think our like I think it's wouldn't it be nuts if the Texans end up being the second best team in our division when everyone thought they were gonna be the worst potentially the worst team in football? That'd be crazy. But for Colts fans, Richardson got hurt again, and we talked about this earlier this season with the offense they were running. You're basically making it inevitable that this guy's going to get hurt. He just takes too many hits, and it's shown this season that he's already been injured twice, and this one seems a little more significant. So Gardner Minshew came in. Gardner Minshew, good thing you have Gardner Minshew. He's probably the most competent backup in the league. He went 11 for 14, 155, and won the game. So he's a, I think he's a stud. I like him a lot. But yeah, me Chiefs, too. Sorry, as a Colts fan, 
you got to figure something out for Richardson because he was doing well before he got hurt, but now he's out for, they said, at least a few weeks, potentially longer. So you're not even going to get to see him that much, which sucks. But Gardner Minshew, we're playing the Jags. He's, he's returning to Jacksonville next week. So that'll be an exciting game to watch. I can't wait to see that, actually. But, uh, yeah, I think, relating back to your point, I think it made sense to pay JT. I think you had to do it. And I think he'll get back to form. As a running back, it takes a little while to get your step back when you've not played football. And he'll probably get that back in a week or two. Speedboat guys getting their step back. How about those Bengals? Well, hold on. So I personally wouldn't be all that surprised by the Texans being second in your division because I, I don't think they're that bad. I'm pretty high on Stroud now too. I've got I started him in fantasy that week. Um and they also have uh Mechie, the best Canadian wide receiver in the NFL. That's facts. But I I was more saying coming into the season, most projections had them either 32nd or third, like between 30 and 32nd in final records. That's wild. I don't think I even would have put them that low. I had them but I guess low. we didn't know anything about Strad. That's the whole deciding factor. Obviously, it's such a QB-driven league, and he's played really, really well. Like crazy well. It's nuts that he hasn't thrown a pick yet. So, yeah, I think, I think they win more games than people expected. And I think the Titans... I hope the Titans come in last in the division, truthfully, because they've always been a thorn in our side as a Jags team. So, yeah, I hope they lose a lot. Okay. To the Bengals. Let's get it. So, massive storyline has been the Bengals. We've talked about it at length, about how it's just been a tough year for the Bengals, and they've had so many good years back-to-back-to-back. And Joe Burrows looked fantastic in previous years, but this whole calf injury seemed to have been holding him back, and so much so that it created problems with Jamar Chase, their star receiver. Or he last week said, I'm always fucking open. And I think he was right because the stat line is pretty damn insane for, for, for Chase. Like he absolutely cooked on him. Again, it is against Arizona. So take it how you will. But he had 15 receptions. That is bully behavior for 192 and three touchdowns. Welcome back, Mr. Chase. I felt so bad about this, man, because I... I told our fantasy league mate to take this trade, and it was Joe Burrow and um, Chase Chase for Mostert and Tua. And, like, their team was falling apart because Burrow and Chase were doing fuck all. And I was like, okay, well, Tua's on the best team in the league, so is Mostert, and he had that one, like, four TD game. Like, at this point, you've got to ship out Burrow and Chase because some people still want him. He still has value, but you need to do something to get some wins in this league. And then the week it goes through, Chase and Burrow just absolutely snap. Yeah, the guy who was on the other side of that trade sent this to me, and he's like, what do you think? And I said, I think you won this trade. And then uh, it's still so early. Like hindsight, like we can't make too much of a decision at this point. They also played the point. Cardinals. Again, yeah, yeah, of course. But I, I still think that... They, he won the trade, the guy who got Burrow and Chase. I just think that it was a matter of time. and But again, you're still riding on the fact that it, is his injury significant? And if it was, this could have never happened. But I think this is probably a decent indication that he's at least in, trending in the right direction. But he's not going to be that every single week, of course. But yeah, that's a tough time to make that trade. <laughs> I think you're more likely to get the consistent bigger games from Tua with his receiving core than you are to get from 
Burrow the way he's playing because, like, I really think the fact that this was against the Cardinals is more important than we think. I, I don't know. He's looked really bad in four weeks, and then he comes yeah. back and snaps like crazy, and everyone's going to jump on this trend like that. He's back. He's you know it's Joe Burrow again. A year against what a lot of us consider to be the worst team in the league, which I don't, but you know some yeah. people do. I. I wouldn't even have hated a direct straight up Tua for Burrow trade. Like that, that wasn't why I thought the loss came in. I just think that even if Burrow's not playing or if Burrow's playing half of how good he normally does, Jamar Chase is always the number one target, right? Whereas mm-hmm. in the Dolphins offense, Mostert, well, now luckily this injury happened for the owner of him in our league. But before that, he's not a top three option on the, the uh, offense if everyone's healthy. So that that's why the only reason why I thought that uh, the Bengals guy won, but hey, hindsight was always twenty twenty, and this is also way too early to even have hindsight. So I don't even know what you would call this. Well, but, this uh, is the funny part because they offered a similar trade way earlier in the season, and I told mm-hmm. them not to take it. I was like, I was like, wait it out, like Burrow and Chase, like it's so early, like Burrow and Chase might you know, pick it up again, give them some, give them some time. And then two more weeks go by, he does fuck all. So when the trade got reoffered, I was like, yeah, take it, take it. Like these guys are washed, go for it. Um, and I think I fell victim to the four TD game and seeing uh, most of like rankings in the running back standings in fantasy, yeah. because that one game pushed him way up there. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. But again, yeah, like trades are, it's always a coin toss, man. Like you don't know how they're going to play so out. And I don't think no, it was a stupid it, trade to make on either side, but yeah, I, I mean, if you're going to go off this one game, obviously the Bengals guy won it. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll, um, we'll check back in on this and the Bengals. Yeah. I'm, I can't even say they're back yet because it's against Arizona. Like, I need to see it against a, a far better team to say that, but they're definitely trending in the right direction. And then another thing that we got our answer that there's enough balls to go around for the Rams because both, Cup eight, he had eight for 118, great return. And then Puka still got 71 yards on seven receptions for one TD. So they obviously, yeah, you're right. They made it work, which is an awesome, great call by you. And they weren't able to win, but they're playing the Eagles. So that's a tough game, anyways. But as a, as a Rams fan, I think you got to be super excited that those guys were still very active. Mm-hmm. And not even just that, man. I, so I have Cup on my fantasy team, but I also have Tutu Atwell. And he got nine points, which as like your third receiver, solid. isn't that bad? And a lot of it no, came from one good. touchdown. Yeah. But they are able to spread the love a little bit over there. Oh, yeah. I think if you've got Stafford slinging that thing, hey, there's that's a good place to be. Beating the Eagles is so hard, though, man. And actually, you talk about it because you, you – Text in the group chat about how boring they are to watch. Can you explain that further? For me, this this is kind of always why I didn't enjoy watching Green Bay because the games just felt so slow and like not exciting. And they win these games because they just absolutely drag them on. But like the Eagles were having like 12, 14 play drives and they were just short, choppy plays back to back to back. And it was like, holy fuck, do something like and and it, when you've got 40 seconds in between plays, right? Like a lot of people that don't watch football complain about this, that there's like, yeah. you know, it's, it's slow and it's, there's so much stoppage and nothing is happening. And like, this is the epitome of that. Like if you were to come in and watch that game as a new fan, you'd be like, this sport sucks. Like, I don't ever want to watch this because the other team barely ever had the ball. 
The Eagles had it mm-hmm. the entire game, and they're just slowly marching down the field on every single drive. It's so frustrating to watch. Yeah, it's. I think from from a novice perspective, I totally agree with you. They're hard to watch, but as like a football, like a true football fans, that's like that's dominance, man. And I, I get it; it is not exciting to watch. But I'm sure that's why I'm sure Philly fans are happy to see it as long as they win. They, they almost doubled them in time of possession, which is crazy. So yeah, you were seeing what what you're saying here, and that is slow and boring, but that's dominance. And uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I don't think they're gonna stop doing it. And that the Philly push that they I think they call it the QB sneak. They're they're debating taking that, making that illegal. So they're currently investigating the injury rates from that play, and based on those, they're going to decide whether or not to outlaw it, which is pretty damn insane. I don't see why that would be any more dangerous than a QB sneak. Generally, yeah. Like, why is that? It's the same thing. Um... And yeah, I by no means am I trashing the Eagles. They're a very good team. Um, I'm not at all saying like they're bad because this is how they play. I just don't enjoy watching those games. I find them really dull. Um, yeah, the I'm I'm also refusing to call it the brotherly shove because they put up this whole stink that they didn't want it to be called the tush push. Like, okay, grow up. Like, why do you care? <laughs> Like, what the hell? They, like, came up with this whole new name for it. And it's like choosing your own nickname. Like, imagine, like, getting a nickname, and then you're like, no, why don't you call me, no, no, call like, me this. Eagle? Like, shut up. Like, you're getting called Tush Push. You don't get the brotherly yeah. shove. Yeah, I don't think it – I think that's kind of how nicknames work is you don't get to choose them. They kind of happen organically. And if that's what people landed on was the Tush Push, then I think that's what we should call it. I kind of like that better. But it'll be interesting to see. I, It's become really annoying to – like the Eagles are an annoying team too because they are very good and like you say they they're very much ball control driven. They do have some explosive plays here and there because they have the talent for it. But yeah, they can win both ways, which is pretty damn impressive. I think they're one of the scariest teams in the league. I think that uh, them and San Fran, I think, are clearly one and two or one A one B, and then I think underneath them is probably KC at, at three. But it's uh, yeah, it's pretty damn insane. They they won again. It's not a shocking thing because I don't think the Rams are nearly at that level. But on the other hand, to kind of counter my own point here, um, Kurt, I played Kurt this week in fantasy, and he's got Devontae Smith, um, mm. who got one point six fantasy points because the Eagles just kind of refused to do big plays, right? Like choppy little plays well, they- isn't going to get. They have a lot of start, like they have a lot of talent. AJ Brown had six for one twenty seven, and then Dallas Goddard sure. had eight for one seventeen. So it's like, so the, the the problem with any guy on that team is that they, you kind of are picking who you want. It's not like the Bengals where you know that Chase is going to be the, the primary target every single week. AJ Brown's usually a safe bet, but Devonta Smith, I feel like, is far less of a safe bet to start. So yeah, it's a it's a good problem to have if you're if you're an Eagles fan. They got a lot of options, mm-hmm. but. Is there anything else that you want to throw in from that game? Should we move on to the no. Jets Broncos? Jets Broncos, let's do it. I love this one. I love this because so the like Sean Payton obviously is the current Broncos head coach, and he absolutely roasted what their previous head coach did, Nathaniel Hackett. And for that they came into this and they lost the game. So the, the storyline is that Hackett is now the OC in New York. So New York, so New York beat the Broncos in Denver and 
after all that roasting publicly, Sean Payton was savage. Sean Payton actually reminds me a lot of Aaron Rodgers in terms of how they approach things in the media and their confidence or arrogance, pick your word. And it really bit him in the ass here because he lost to this guy who he said was just so dysfunctional and almost useless. He was roasting him so hard in the offseason, and they lost. So I think the Broncos are definitely in contention for the worst team too. Yeah, I don't know why Sean Payton's talking any shit right now. Well, he previous coming into this, he, he had a very good legacy, but this is a humbling season for both him and Broncos country. Let's ride Russell Wilson. So it's I, I, I kind of I love to see that because we talked about this in the beginning of the episode. But if you're gonna if you're gonna talk your shit, then you gotta die by it as well. So it's I love to see that coming into the game. The all the all the the players in the Jets knew about the narrative and how much their OC was roasted, so they wanted to win for him, and they pulled through and they beat the Broncos, keeping them or putting them to one and four. That's tragic. So Sean Payton has this legacy, but it's starting to look a little bit like him and Breeze are another Belichick and Brady. Like, yeah, it's true. It's almost, it's almost like that, like that whole thing where it's like the the soldiers win the wars right yeah, like yeah, yeah. I, I feel like we're almost giving too much credit to coaches sometimes like you've you've got these all-star players that are actually doing the work yeah i, I don't know if that's a legacy thing or, or or what but it's pretty crazy that how bad they look and you're yeah it's like if if uh if the coach is that significant to win because like yeah the Broncos shouldn't be this bad. If you just looked at them on paper historically, obviously Russell Wilson has had a, a massive decline, it seems, but it's kind of crazy that this is even existing. And the fact that they traded a ton of capital, like that's that, oh, dude, Broncos fans have got to be depressed. They sent their first round pick. Oh, it was from, okay, it wasn't their actual first round pick. It was an additional one they had. So that makes it far less bad. So I think they, they do own their, their first round pick which is really good. Okay, that, that's less tragic, slightly. So they had a pick. Oh, oh, they sent the pick from this year. Okay, okay, okay. So it was a first and a second that they traded, and it was from this year. It was the 30th overall. Still crazy that they gave up that much capital for a coach. That's insane. Yeah, that's nuts. I honestly don't even think I knew you could do that. Yeah, it's not. it happens very infrequently. But I think it, it had to happen because... Yeah, I, that's actually a. He must have stubbed it under contract, or I, I, that's a very strange situation. But yeah, they gave up a first from this year, which was San Fran's originally. So it was number thirty overall, and then a twenty twenty four second round pick to New Orleans, to New Orleans for for Peyton and its third round pick. So they gave up a, a lot of real estate or uh, capital for this guy, and it's not a, aging so well. The Broncos are looking absolutely tragic. So congrats to the Jets and Zach Wilson getting your dub. Congrats, my guy. And Nathaniel Hackett. I, that's my favorite story from this whole thing is that Hackett uh, mm-hmm. kind of gave an FU to, uh, to I love, Sean Payton. love when karma rears his ugly head. Yeah, it's funny as hell. And in things that could potentially lead to some bad karma, the San Fran game against the Cowboys, they, they killed the Cowboys. And that was not shocking to me whatsoever. I thought that was very likely to happen. And Kittle finally went off. Did you plan this week? So I've put in the end of our page here, little fantasy rant, um, okay. because so the amount of 
the amount of bad decisions I made in fantasy this week and managed to pull off a win was insane. Like I did yeah. the dumbest shit possible this week and still somehow won. Um, I, I did not play Kittle and I also had dropped the 49ers defense. That's how you pick them up because they were my That's defense. That's how I got them. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, thanks. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's tragic for Kittle. He absolutely snapped. We were talking last week so much about how he's just not featured at all. He's got no touchdowns. We were going in on that for quite a while, actually. And then guy comes out and drops three titters against the the, the Cowboys. And then the Cole Karma piece is that. Did you see his shirt? Mm, yeah. You didn't see it. It's my show stealer. Oh, it's mine too. So that's, that's oh shit. Yeah. Kurt wins. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Kurt's gonna win by default. But the yeah, it was. Uh, so for anyone who doesn't know, if you're under a rock here, uh, he wore an F Dallas T-shirt underneath his jersey. So when he scored, he lifted up his jersey and it said F Dallas. And that's a ballsy thing to do with such a large fan base. And also, like they're a pretty good team that you could probably see again in the playoffs. And so I wouldn't want to be poking the bear that much. And even um, Parsons, who has his own podcast, he already responded to it and said, just wait, if we see you again, we're going to get you. And I was like, geez, that's kind of, that's scary. <laughs> and so, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get why you'd sign yourself up for that. Like score your touchdowns, talk your shit. But that's, that's a line I think is a little far. Um, I want to see what he gets fined for that. Yeah, that'll be huge. Cause that's you can't show that on TV, man. But uh, I don't know. I think, yeah, okay. Because he didn't say like "f the Dallas Cowboys," he said yeah. like "f this entire place." Um, that's a yeah. little sketchy. Uh, and I, I think it's kind of classless, tasteless, just kind of unnecessary. Like I get the the beef back and forth, but. It, it wasn't, yeah, I don't know. At least have, like, a cool shirt printed, but it was, like, written on yeah. the marker. I think you also could have been more creative with it. Like, mm-hmm. I think that would have made it more fun. Like, maybe if there was a specific, like, quote that he had from someone or something. Like, that would have been, I think, a little more creative. And I also would not have guessed this from Kittle in general. Like, I would never have guessed that he would do that based on things that I'd seen previously. He seemed very fr- family-friendly, if I'm honest. And uh, that was certainly anything but that. But Dak looked pretty shaky, and Dak looked like that's Dak. I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like that was not <laughs> a shocker to me whatsoever. Yeah, that dude is to have trash, man. Like that could have been one of the best teams, like of you know the past ten years or so. Like I think Dallas is so good with the pieces they have, and that dude is gonna tank your team. At this point, they should trade for Fields. Well, well, there you got Lance, but losing Diggs is was a tough, tough, tough blow, and that's a lot of memes after people calling for, to put Trey Lance in. That would be hella interesting. I, I don't think you can do that, but it would no. have definitely been interesting to see. And it only put up ten points. You can't beat the Niners doing that. It's simply impossible. Of course, I'm well aware of how good their defense is, but to throw three picks in a game, Dak, that's not a good look. Well, that's just it, man. Their defense is so good and absolutely carrying that team. Like, they had three wins out of four games, and the guy had only thrown four touchdowns. Like, that's mm. all your defense doing that. That's what I was saying, too, that I don't, I don't think that even the first few games where they were so dominant was that much of an indication of 
who they were because they it was really unorthodox how they won and how they got all these points. So I think this is probably a true indication of who they are. They're probably an upper mid-tier team and they'll probably squeak into the playoffs and lose in the first round. So tough look for you guys. I was not shocked whatsoever. That's why I picked up San Fran's defense and I couldn't believe he was dropped or they were dropped this week when they were playing Dallas. I was so shocked. I, I sprinted to the waiver wire and, and picked those guys up. Thank you, Chandler. And uh, and obviously it led to some sadness from our, our buddy Kula. But I think even he was nervous about the game and I think understandably so. Yeah, and it's interesting. I like I want to know what uh, what Dallas fans think of Dak because like a lot of the times when I'm having these conversations with him, he agrees with me. He and he he'll mm-hmm. say like, "Well, the rest of our team is so good that we can kind of pick up the slack for a mid tier quarterback." I don't think he's a mid tier quarterback. I think this guy is trash. I think he is a amazing team around him. Um, and then there's other times when he's kind of arguing for Dak, and I'm like really on the fence here. But I would love to know what like the consensus is in Dallas because like I would. I would love if that guy was benched if I was a Dallas fan. Yeah, I personally think he's exactly mid-tier. If I had to put him in a list, I'd probably put him at like 15 or 16. But for what he's getting paid, that's outrageous. And then also how good the team is makes it even worse because there's a microscope under him because everyone knows that he should be able to make this work. And if, if he's a top 10 guy, they're probably going to a Super Bowl potentially, or at least competing for it for sure. So yeah, it, let's act. I, this will be a clip now. What, what are your thoughts as Cowboys fans, genuine Cowboys fans? What do you give me your opinions on Dak? I want a breakdown of how you how you guys and the fan base feel about him because we don't we've made our opinion fairly clear. We don't think he's that great, but I'd love to hear from the actual fan base because I've always found that so funny about how different opinions are internally within the fan base and then externally from other fans and, and other just casual watchers of football. Yeah, no, this is that's exactly my point. I want to hear how they feel about it because I would not be happy if I was a Dallas fan. But of course, you're always trying to root for your own team, and maybe they've seen glimpses of brilliance that is enough to be like, no, he's still our guy. But with how good the rest of the team is, like how good the rest of the players on the team is, every time you're mm-hmm. not winning a game now, it's Dak's fault because the rest of your team is so good, and he is the weak link. So I'd be pissed if I was a Dallas fan. But I, yeah, I would love to know how they feel about it. Yeah, I think it's happened enough times where you your anger or frustration is definitely legitimate. Whereas something that's totally illegitimate, because a lot of a lot of a lot of sports fans in general are pretty crazy and sometimes stupid. Like for the the Jags fan base, people were calling for us to draft a new QB or try to like get rid of Trevor. And I said, you guys are absolutely mental. So I think it's a fine line, but I do think that line has been crossed for Dak where this has happened enough times in enough big moments in the games where they should be competitive or they should even win, and he blows it with either picks or bad throws. So, yeah, I, I think that – I guess that's the reason why they picked up Trey Lance and maybe they give him a shot next year, but tough, tough, tough for the, the Cowboys. I think you still probably squeak into the playoffs, but I don't think you're the dominant force that people once thought you were. No, I they dropped he- heavily in my power rankings this week. I had them pretty high, man. Like I, I did like Dallas, and they have plummeted. Mm. Yeah, no, I know. We'll have to get our, our our collective power rankings out in the next few days on Instagram. So follow us there if you're not already. The last game that we have here that I think we haven't 
covered yet was the uh we touched it briefly but the raiders packers game last night not pretty ugly game very low scoring affair and yeah i don't think any of that was all that shocking the raiders squeaked out a dub so Devontae adams gets a win against his former team but i don't think either of those teams are all that relevant in the grand scheme of things and if we talked about how the Jags might get flexed out because we're not a big market team for our primetime games. But if that game gets to go on, like, what the hell, man? Come on. I guess the legacy franchises, they're very popular, but they're shit. Like, if the Jags somehow lose our game, I'll be fucking pissed. Dude, the NFL is awful at scheduling shit. Like, this year has been a disaster. It's It's got to be a tough gig because you have to honor previous fan bases because of how big they are and how much money can be made and all that stuff. But yeah, you, a lot of these primetime games have been not so primetime. Like they've been pretty shit. So the Jags better keep their Sunday and their Monday nighter. I think they're both winnable games. It's against the Bengals, which looks a little more interesting now. And then the Ravens. So we shall see. Uh, but I, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. And so, so did you already do your fantasy ran or do you want to go off a little bit more? It's very short, but I just, so I draw the 49ers defense. I didn't play Kittle. Um, mm-hmm. I started Stroud, which wasn't the worst. He just, he was the lowest scoring of my, oh yeah, because I had Purdy. Yeah, at first I was like upset that I did start Trevor because he did slightly better than Stroud. And then Purdy goes mm-hmm. 26 points. Um, Kittle's got 27.7. Jalen Waddle 14.5. And I started 2-2 Atwell, which seems stupid now because I, forgot that like cup and atwell are on the same fucking team and with cut back i just kept two two in um like it just seemed like i made every wrong decision possible and somehow yeah. got lucky squeaked out a win but yeah, yeah that was that's, it. That... that's it man all right well i think the our our, our locks of the week i think we were because it's it's I don't know. So I screwed yours up and I said just money line and you had said spread, but the spread, what, what was the spread in your app for the Texans Falcons game? I think it was like two and a half or one and a half or something like that. Oh yeah. For in my app, it was just one point. And so technically it would have been a loss in my FanDuel app, but if it's one and a half, you said that's a, that's a push, right? If it's exact, if it's only yeah, half if point it's... over. No, no. If it's, so the one that I got to push that that Green Bay game, the spread was yeah. actually a point, and they had like, okay. um, if it's half a point over, it's a win or a loss or whatever. Um, but if it's like the exact number, then it's a push. But it's still technically a loss. Like, okay, so let me lost that one because <laughs> it because it was two. They, they lost by two points, so hella close. The um, mine was the Bengals, so we hit there. And then what was Kurtz? Do you remember? I think we lost that too. I think we were one for three. If I'm being frank here, let me see. Ooh. I'm scrolling back. I think his was the. I want to think. I want to say it was the Ravens. I think. Well, this just goes back, back to up. like how unpredictable the league is this year. Like, I don't. Stroud has is having a historically good rookie season, and he can't squeak it out against the Titans. Man, come on. Not Titans. Who they play? Colts. Falcons. The Falcons. Falcons, Falcons. You can't squeak it out against that's, that's Ritter, bro. Yeah, that's a tough go for sure. I'm trying to find the lock here. Actually, I'm going to change mine to Houston covering the spread. Yeah, so you had that. Yes. Uh, 
his was Ravens against the, the Steelers. So we were one for three again. We're at least we're consistent in that. I think we're gonna hit our stride here. We're gonna start getting from three for three weeks, and we're gonna absolutely cook. Well, I think we're show Steelers starting to learn what the teams are. Right, like who these True. teams are, who's real. Like the start of the yeah. season, always going to be a little bit harder because you don't really know. Now we're starting to get yeah. a grasp on the season. Um, there's still always going to be those predictable or unpredictable games, but we'll get there. Hundred percent. So those were our show stealers for this week. Uh, sorry, our, our my bad. Our locks for this week. We were one for three. I think we've been one for three for the past two or three weeks. <laughs> so not the best look, but uh, follow us on Instagram and TikTok. We and here on YouTube, we post them every single week and. We're about to start cooking, okay? So, so don't worry about that. Mm. Now let's move into our show stealers for this week. I've got them pulled up. Let's try and share my screen here. So Kurt is uh, great for this. He always gives two options. Mm. So once again, I can just take his option, his second option, and then we can have mm. an actual three-way competition. Yeah, because you and I had the same one. Yeah. So we'll... Uh, so I don't remember... Let's start with one. Yeah, so you and I had this, this, this. Yeah, it's the same freaking one. Okay. And then, wait, what was his actual one? Did we all three have the same one? No way. Give me a second here. Because this is Kurt's. Well, so if, we have a winner. I think this is. If this. So I'm, yeah, okay. So we all chose Kittle. <laughs> so, so Congratulations, our, George Kittle. That's the one flaw, I guess, with the uh, this this method of not showing each other. Can you see my screen? No. You can't see it. No, there it's coming up now. Um, we okay. can definitely ship this out to a fourth party to just review them, make sure they're different. <laughs> yeah, they're all the same, dude. I'm telling you, I, I they're all the same. So. That's hilarious. Yeah, so that's probably a good idea is to make sure that, that's actually a really good idea. We should add someone else who their job is just to check that make sure they're not the same. So, so Kurt Chandler and I all put this as our primary one. So we'll just watch it in case anyone didn't see. So this is after Kittle scored touchdowns, and this was the shirt that he was wearing that we talked about already. This oh, it was it. printed. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason, I thought he like wrote it on a marker. No, so yeah, it's printed on there. That's obviously it was it captured attention, definitely stole the show. So in the truest sense, sense, he was a show stealer, but that's what we got here. And then Kurt added an additional one, which I'll add now. We'll get it up where uh, he said, I don't think it's from this week, though. So we probably have to give it to Kittle by default. But he said this was so interesting that he had Said, to include it potentially the greatest show stealer of all time so buckle up yeah, for this one bold. guys yeah so let me know when you can see my screen yep can you see it you're good mm-hmm okay Hey. 
Okay, unless he turns up, this is not that great so far. Yeah, this is kind of painful to watch. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think this is that great. I, out of courtesy and respect, we'll, we'll watch it all the way through. But so far, this has been. I feel like most, if you know the lyrics, you could do this. I think it's just that it's like so cringeworthy, not that it's impressive. Yeah. This definitely isn't from this week, though. I've seen this, and no, it looks hella yeah. cold there, so. Yeah, it can't be. There you have it. Uh, I was not that blown away by that, if I'm to be honest. Of course, it's impressive that he's a young kid, knows the lyrics, and has the balls to go up there and sing. But I think Kittles was far more show-stealing than that. 100%. All right. So I think we're we're giving it to, ironically, even though we were roasting him for doing it, Kittle gets the show-stealer of the week. It's not necessarily that we agree with it, just the fact that he stole the show the most. Oh, yeah. And was like it the most attention. captivating thing. Yeah, and I think that's exactly what he did. So, Kittle, you I liked you a lot more before that. I still like you, but but uh, kind of a ballsy move. We'll see how it goes for him. But oh, I'm won, pretty pissed at him, too, because of the first week that I didn't play him in fantasy. But if you keep this up, then I will like you again. Um, yeah, I'm still playing this week. I just think that was – I think it was a Kittle – I'm still a big Kittle guy. I just think that was kind of a dumb move. You're going to see them again. Everyone's going to be gunning for your head. But, hey, if he wants that smoke, he wants that smoke. So, all the power to him. That's – that's everything on the sheet, mate. Was there anything else that you wanted to talk about before we wrap it up? Yeah, one of my Bill's excuses. Let's hear it. Not, hear to, it. Take it, not to take the win away or anything. I actually want to know your perspective. If, if you were on the other side of that scheduling thing, would you not be pissed? Oh, yeah. I think it was a huge advantage for us. Okay. That's that's all I because yeah, like I think that's that I think that's the most fucked up thing the, the NFL's ever done in terms of scheduling like that's absurd, but it like again it's just another excuse to why we lost kind of thing. But even if we won, I still think that's stupid. So it was a test, and they said this clip came out from a press conference that Goodell had here in in England, and they were saying that this is a test to see if it's an advantage. I just don't see how you could possibly think that it's not. When acclimating to a time zone of this big of a difference, it takes like a fairly long period of time that we had and that you guys didn't really have. So I think that that is a huge advantage that way. Yeah, I think I, I personally think it's a big advantage. Plus, you lost a home game out of it too, right? And like we did too, but we we do every single year, so it's kind of becoming more of a home game. Mm-hmm. And for you guys, where it's like, especially if it had been later in the season, I think that's even even bigger deal because you guys have the cold and we're from the warm. But like I was. Like, I was very happy when I saw that the Bills game was in London because I was like, that that takes away your home field advantage, which your place is a pretty tough place to play. So I was really happy to see that. I think that was kind of crazy, but I will absolutely take it. Well, and the quote that I read, someone was like, like, we flew this far just to play on fucking concrete. Like, they were pissed, mm-hmm. right? Um, 
I like I personally just think the scheduling thing was kind of screwy there, but it's yeah, like you said, that's just it's an excuse for it. But I I think that experiment kind of proved what's up, um, and that it probably is an advantage. Um, I think there was one other point I was going to make, but I'm good. Yeah, like I I just want to know your perspective on it. If like if that was me coming in as a Bills fan being salty, or if like that's a ridiculous thing for them to have done. No, I, I, I don't know about like ridiculous is maybe a little hyperbolic, but even last week I was saying why I think we could win is because of that advantage too, right? I said that. Yeah. So I do think that it is undoubtedly an advantage. How big? I think that's pretty tough to quantify. But you, yeah, like, maybe even some of the injuries like they happen from like jet, like, like who knows, right? It's impossible to know because you can't do a true split test of that. So it's, it's, it's really tough. But yeah, I think it was a huge advantage. I think us getting to not have to play in Buffalo and we were already here. You guys had to come to us, but it was a home game. Like, I think that's pretty fantastic for us. Well, and, so, and they looked yeah. like they looked really slow. And like Josh Allen is usually at least somewhat of a character, right? And even like he just looked mm. exhausted. Um, the, my, the other point I was going to make, and I know this gives these teams two back to back primetime games, but I feel like if you're going to play in London, your previous week has to be a Thursday night game. Like, give them more time to acclimate to the time difference. Oh, so you're saying like the the Bills game their last week should have should have had to have been a Thursday nighter. Yeah. Like, okay. if you're gonna make them yeah, do this that, stuff, because you know what I mean, just to to kind of mm-hmm. support that, make that. But but again, it's it's flawed too because then you get two back to back primetime games, or not primetime, but yeah. like, I, yeah. I get what you're saying completely. I, I, that could be a solution to that whole problem because if you if you give them those extra few days, that could be enough to acclimate to it all. So yeah, no, that could be a solution. Hopefully, they try that next year if they try to do the same thing again. I, I think that's a really good idea. But they're constantly testing different things, and they basically all but said that. I think in our lifetime there will be multiple teams in in uh, Europe. It really seems like that's going to happen. Well, that we'll see how that goes. I. I don't think a lot of players are going to be happy about that, but yeah, getting players will probably be hard. Truthfully, actually, yeah, that's why they're doing so big to try to develop the game and actually get players that are coming out of Europe. But I still think we're a long way from having the I culture mean, from where opposing kids teams. want to play. Like they're so now going to have yeah, to travel out there a lot more. So what they would do though is what he said is that uh, they'd play multiple games while they're out here. So basically, a team would come and their next like three games would be in Europe. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see. Obviously, I think, I still think that's quite far away, but that's something that Goodell did mention. So I figured I'd throw it up in here. So is that? I think I think we're are we all sorted? I think that's good. Swagged up. So this has been still the show for what day is it today? The twelfth or thirteenth? We came at you a day later than we want to. We're gonna start try to start coming out on on Mondays, but uh, we had Easter or not Easter? What am I saying? Thanksgiving. <laughs> Thanksgiving in. Uh, in Canada, I wasn't there for it, so maybe that's why I forgot. But uh, so coming forward, we'll try to be here on Mondays as soon as possible. But we appreciate you listening. If you've not yet subscribed, do so right meow and leave us a five star review in your podcast app of choice. And don't forget to tune in next week. Do you have any other closing words, Chandler, the boss, Bradshaw? Uh, no, but Bills play better and be healthy, so I don't have to be so sad for our next episode.
Yeah, we'll see. Uh, hopefully, you guys can get healthy, and hopefully, Milano's injury isn't too too crazy and all that good stuff. But most importantly, go Jags. Yeah, yeah. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> that should be good though. They're boys. Or who we thought they were. And that's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. <laughs>